me to start? Sure. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Velvet Room Review Podcast. Man, that is a hard name to say. I think we really shot ourselves in the foot with this. Uh, I'm Matt, here with Graham once again, and uh, this week we'll be talking about uh, Infamous Second Son, one of the launch titles for the PS4. I think it was a launch title, is that right? It was around there. Yeah, a few months months after. 2014. Yeah, so a few months after, in March. Uh, So Graham, uh, this is your first time playing an Infamous game, correct? Yes. Is uh, it your first time? No, I've played... um, the first two. Um, the first one when it originally came out, and the second one actually um, played it on and off for a few years and, and beat it actually 2017, early 2017. So, okay. um, But what do you think of Infamous Second Son? I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was a lot of fun, uh, especially when it got into like the mid-game. like Because like, everything, because you would just keep getting new powers, and it would the more and more mobility options, it was a lot of fun to just kind of roam the world. Mm-hmm. I found, um, I think this is probably the first game we've played where I enjoyed the gameplay more than I enjoyed the story because it, it felt like to me there wasn't really much substance to the story in this game. But, Not a whole uh, ton. But, I mean, I think you're, I would agree with you. Um, I really enjoyed it. The, uh, the gameplay was just um, very fluid. Uh, that's probably how I would describe it. And, it was uh, I really liked it because it wasn't it was a game that didn't waste my time. Like there was stuff to do in in the city, but it was you know there wasn't too much stuff. It was very concise to the point, and I could easily pop it in for an hour, do some side quests, and then drop out and and enjoy that one hour, right? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. What were your favorite set of powers? Uh, see, like. After each set of powers I got, I was like, okay, this is my favorite. <laughs> really? Interesting. Yeah, so like, because I didn't like smoke very much. Okay. Um, the first power you get, um, I I don't know, it, it, you weren't very mobile, especially in the air. I guess maybe a little bit mobile in the air, but then, like, it was, I mean, I'm not, um, I didn't, like, grow up a lot with twin stick shooters for, like, like, a conventional shooter mm-hmm. controller, so I'm still not very good at like landing headshots and stuff. Oh, okay. And I played on the good, which meant you had to land headshots to um, to do well with smoke. Right. But then I got laser or neon, and it's like, okay, you can slow down time and shoot for their legs, and it's got this fantastic um, grenade, and it was like. And then you, I got the ability where you can just run forever. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. <laughs> and I was like, this is my favorite. And then I got the next one, which was Neon. No, no, no. I just said Neon. It was um, the uh, light, the, the the digital, the video powers. Oh, yeah, video. And then I wasn't a fan of that at first. But then I realized how overpowered stealth was. Mm. And how you could do like you could just fly so far in the air and i'm like okay this is my new favorite 
Um, and then I didn't really care for concrete. Wow. Okay. I feel like I'm the exact opposite of you. I love smoke. I did not care for neon or digital. And then concrete was just the best. The concrete to me was like I was the most mobile out of all the three. Really? Well, I feel like they intentionally made the wall climbing bad so that later on the powers would become seemingly more useful because um, I always found there was problems with that. Uh, at least there was like there was not the necessary handholds or you couldn't jump high enough. Of course, like neon, you can just run up the wall, right? So that is solved instantly. But with concrete, what I really liked about concrete was that it gave you the ability to lift yourself um, in hover mode rather than like all the other abilities where you just kind of hovered and slowly fell. Um, with with cement, you could like, or concrete rather, you could lift yourself up like up to three times. And as soon as you touched a wall or the ground, you could do it uh, a huge boost again. So I found that to be really useful in getting up exactly to the places I wanted to be. So that's why I like concrete the best personally, but. Okay. Um, I mean, neon running the, down the street was great for getting a point A to B, but I just felt like in terms of using that during uh, combat, it wasn't very um, manageable, in my opinion. Yeah, I could see that, especially during combat, because it's good for, like, precision. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas Neon, like, you can run up a, like, 30-story building, no problem, but, like, you don't have as much precision when you're doing the jumping around. Mm -hmm. Although I felt like video had, like, a nice mix of both. Yeah, video to me um, was kind of like, I would call it like, like a support class almost, because mm -hmm. like you had the uh, angels that you could call in, but also just like the the regular shots you shot from your hand. Like it's basically like, you know, a, a machine gun, a rapid machine gun just firing off lots of bullets, not necessarily doing a lot of damage. So I found that to be useful for when I was trying to go for um, cover or something like that. Um, how, did you, how did you like it... To, like the fact that you weren't able to change powers on demand necessarily. Like, you know, you, you, and only, the only way to change powers was to go and find a source of that power to drain. Mm -hmm. I found that to be a little um, uh, frustrating. <laughs> I, found it, I found it frustrating at times when I was like, especially when I was trying to collect shards, mm. like after you beat the, um, the mobile command centers. Mm-hmm. Then they drop shards, and often I'd accidentally pick up smoke while I was doing that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so I got a little frustrated with that. But um, I didn't mind it too much because there were lots of places that you could pick it up. Mm -hmm. And there were, like, like you after a while, you kind of figured out where you could get stuff from. Mm -hmm. And it was... I, I didn't find it too much of an issue. Also, it encouraged, like... If I was running low on something, if I was running low on video and I saw neon nearby, I'd be like, okay, I'll mix it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I like that aspect of it. Yeah, and I, and I have to admit, like, they, there, were, there was never a point I, that I can remember where it was like, I had no options here. You know, they always had a smokestack nearby or a, a digital tower or a neon sign. Um, so you always had options to go to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The city felt like... It felt so, like, almost dense. Like, it was compact. It didn't feel like a massive, I was running for hours across yes. space. Right, which I really appreciated. Like, um, I feel like a lot of games just are, like, 
they want to market. We've got so much content, you know, 30 hours of content, and they just throw a bunch of crap in there. And and I would say like the old Infamouses did so as well. This game, like, I beat the main story and did everything there was to do in the city probably within 10 hours, maybe a little bit more. Yeah, about the same. Which is which to me was fine, and it didn't get stale. Um, it was easy to do, right? You didn't have to, like, all the things are on your map instantly. Um, so you really could just mess around and, but actually get stuff done. And, uh, yeah, again, all the side quests I found to be really fun, actually. <laughs> but Yeah. I mean, there weren't many, like, side quests. Right. Side quests. It was mostly, like, little tasks that you could do, like find a hidden camera. And right. That kind of stuff. More like I, mini I games, I guess, it. yeah, yeah. Um, I really liked assaulting the command centers. Um, I felt like those were always fun because, like, I wouldn't necessarily call them hard, but if you didn't go in knowing what you were doing, <laughs> you would get uh, you would get wrecked pretty hard. Yeah, you had to. You could fumble your way through it, but like, it would be better if you kind of had a plan of attack or did some yeah. some preemptive clearing out with maybe neon powers or or your rockets or whatnot and it was it's always so much fun like i remember there was a command area that was along an underpass i think oh yeah everything was in a straight line and i had video and i called down the super which just goes in a straight line right in front of you and tore through the camp and it was a lot of fun nice Mm-hmm. So what are your what are your thoughts on the on the story overall? I thought it was I I um I enjoyed it. I there was some. It was weird how it started out really story heavy, mm-hmm. and then once you got into the city, it was like it just vanished. Um, I was actually really confused when <laughs> it dropped me into the city because I'm like, am I still on a mission? Or not, like, because I I didn't realize you were supposed to go around and collect all the bits of your powers. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it was a mission because like, check the pause menu and there's nothing. And, but um, the story, as a whole, like, as a whole, I enjoyed it. I thought that like the relationship between Delson and his brother was pretty funny. Um, and like that aspect of it was probably the best in my opinion. Yeah, I wish I wish they would have handled it a little bit better. Like I like I mean, the character both characters have development, right? But they happen all, all like literally instantaneously. Like yeah. for example, at the very start of the game, Delson finds out he's a conduit and and he's freaked out. Like he's like, "Oh, no, I don't want to be like one of them. This is bad. This is really really bad." And and uh, his brother Reggie's like, it's okay, you're you're my brother, you're not one of them. And that was a really interesting concept because it's like, okay, he he knows this is a bad thing, like everybody thinks conduits are evil. But then by the time he gets to the city, he's always he's all about <laughs> being a conduit and loving it and and uh, you know kind of being one of the persecuted in a sense. Which to me, I would have wished, I kind of wish they would have stuck with the angle of I don't want to be like this for very long. <laughs> Um, and then over time, as he meets the other conduits, he realizes that there's a way to live like 
like that. Um, whereas with Reggie, throughout the whole game, Reggie's basically like, we're going to fix you. You know, they're bio- their conduits are bioterrorists. They're, they're not safe. They're not meant to live with... Well, not, he didn't really so much say that, but he's constantly implying that they're dangerous and that it's not good. And at the very end, it's like, yeah, they're good. <laughs> I'm proud of you, brother. And it's like, there, there should have been a more subtle shift on both spectrums to get them to where they got, rather than just like constantly hitting the same nail over the head of... Delson's like, I'm great the way I am. And Reggie's like, no, you're not. This isn't the way you want to live your life. Trust me. And I just felt like, like it's very cliche conflict, but I wish they would have done a little bit more tweaking to get them to the end result. Yeah, it was very like sudden. Looking back, mm-hmm. there was a little bit of development on Delson's end, like right near the beginning, like when they're traveling between his home and the city. Mm-hmm. He kind of starts to get more into it, but it does kind of feel like all of a sudden here you're in a city, have fun. Mm-hmm. And I like how he wasn't moody or stuff like that. Um, Cause it made it more enjoyable to play. Yeah, I agree. But... He was a, he was a good character overall. I always had fun with him, but mm-hmm. I think even like an instance where he, f- he saw the seriousness more or less of what being a conduit looks like, maybe like, a crowd gets angry at him and, and scares him off or something like that early on in the game would have kind of made him even question whether he really wanted it or not. But I mean, that's yeah. a, that's a big nitpick. <laughs> yeah. Well, like there wasn't, the crowds were either we hate you or we love you. There was no kind of middle ground and there was no focus put on that. Mm-hmm. And that's because of the, the karma system really. Um, it's very it's very binary yeah which um i mean that's that's a, that's a holdover from the first two games um and i don't know about you graham but i'm kind of over karma systems at this point well uh, because they they force you down a specific path you don't there's no yeah. middle ground that's what i found most surprising about second son like um in the older infamous games if i remember correctly you could choose an evil option even if you were on you know, a good karma path. Uh, the, in this game, you can't. Um, once you have, once you are set in a path, um, you can't. You're locked out of like the evil side missions uh, for the main Some story. Uh, well, yeah, like you can do the e- the evil quote unquote uh, little things in the city, but like, for example, the last portion, um, killing Augustine or or uh, exposing her you're set. You have to either be evil or be good to do one or the other. Hmm. Um, and it was like that for um, the other ones as well, where you first, that first mission you do with both uh, Fetch and Sims, Eugene Sims, I think. Eugene, but, yeah. yeah. Um, and I thought that was kind of silly. It's like, well, that gives, the, you're taking away the choice for me, right? So, well, uh, you but you got to choose before you did that, right? But basically, at the start of the game, no, but like before you like do the side missions with Fetch, like you get the choice of trying to redeem her or trying to corrupt her. Like, there's that where it like zooms in on the person, right? But 
would they have let you do it if you were a good character and then still do the evil mission? Because that's what didn't make any sense to me. I'm not sure. Yeah. I never tried it, to be honest. Did you play through the evil side uh, of it? I've just started my playthrough. I haven't I haven't gone through. I might I might test that out, actually, to see what happens. Okay, because we, we both went through the good path. Yeah, we should have probably talked about that before. but It would have been. Uh, I know what happens at the end of the evil playthrough. Oh, yeah? Yeah, uh, you go back, um, and uh, Betty kicks you out of the tribe, and then you just uh, you dive-bomb the tribe and blow it all up. Really? Uh, yeah, according to what I read online. Wow. <laughs> yeah, which was a little bit of an overreaction, but it, I, I, I do... Um, uh, I do want to go back and, and, and see what happens. I feel like there will be a lot of um, differences near the end game. I don't think Reggie's death will be as... I think it'll be more like scathing, like, I can't believe what you've become, rather than I'm proud of you, which is par for the course. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Reggie, Reggie's dialogue changes very much at all in between um, that and the good playthrough. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if there's more subtle differences outside mm-hmm. of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I mean... I just kind of wish, if games were going to do a, a moral system, it's it's a little less close-minded. Um, I'd rather not have it at all, to be honest. But um, yeah, so mm-hmm. it's interesting. Like um, I just kind of feel like the narrative of, of the game, right, is conduits. Conduits are good. They can fit into society. They're not all inherently evil. You know, they're being persecuted against, basically. But if you flip that and you and you play from the evil standpoint, well, then the narrative is kind of reversed, where, you know, maybe everyone's shown that the conduits are really evil, so the game almost kind of falls on its face narratively. And in Infamous 2, the climax of that game is, uh, spoiler alert for Infamous 2, um, <laughs> you there's a plague going around that's killing all the humans, but not the conduits. So the main character either needs to decide to sacrifice himself to stop the plague, which will kill all the conduits, or let humanity die and let the conduits all live. That's a pretty heavy choice. Right. Um, <laughs> so the, the canon ending is that he, he, he kills himself and all the other conduits. But seven years later, or less than seven years later even, bada bing bada boom, all the conduits are back and it seemingly didn't matter, that choice. Um, which I felt, you know, from a sequel standpoint, well, that makes Infamous 2 fall on its face narratively, um, because you've just made the, the ending choice kind of pointless, um, and they don't really even reference it at all, which I found to be a little bit strange. Hmm. So. Yeah, that is too bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, for, I don't know if I would really call it a sequel, to be honest, because it's not really, um. It's, it's like set in the same universe kind of thing. I would say it's more of like a... I wouldn't call it necessarily a spiritual successor. I guess it is a sequel, but it has no... Um, it has no bearing or tie-ins to the original series outside of a few Easter eggs. Um, hmm. Which, I mean, it's fine. I didn't feel like that ruined anything at all for me. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so one one thing I want to bring up, one kind of 
thing I found a bone of contention with was the bosses. Okay. How did you feel about the bosses? Um, I actually really liked the bosses, um, but okay. this might be more of a personal thing, so I'll let you go first. Okay, so, like, what I found, like, I found that the bosses were just, they took so long to beat. Like, I must have been fighting the final boss for, it, w it was a while, I want to say, like, 15 minutes to half an hour. Um, including and, any restarts? Yeah, including restarts. Okay. Because, like, it would take a couple minutes to get her down to the next phase. Mm. And, like, if you died at any point, then you just you just reset. And, like, it wasn't just the final boss. It was, like, um, the demon boss. Yeah, that one was a little long, I felt. I would agree with you on that. Um, I guess they they just felt like... They felt like sponges, like they were taking just so many hits. Mm. And I don't feel like that really, I guess, enhanced the gameplay. Okay, okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, I see your point. To me, I think it's just me, my personal preference as, you know, what should a, a boss look like in a video game? And to me, I just had this perception, maybe it's wrong, that most bosses in video games today or in the mainstream... It's like they're invincible except for this one specific area that either is, is there and you need to shoot it or it comes up every once in a while and you need to shoot it and then that'll do damage to them. And I hate that. Yeah. I would rather my boss, my bosses be damageable but have lots of health at all points. So like you're constantly chipping away at it and no, gimmick, no gimmicky little quick time movements or... Uh, things you have to do. It's just an all-out fight between you and them. And so in that okay. sense, I really enjoyed these boss battles because that's exactly what they were. Though, I can see your point. The uh, video game boss battle certainly went on way too long. <laughs> um, I, and I think that was more not necessarily because he had a lot of health, but because of the falling platforms and you constantly had to keep moving. Um, Augustine's, I don't recall being a huge pain, but... Um, uh, I found that I had to keep. I actually, I had a bunch of shards going into it, so I like half upgraded concrete, like all the way. Mm. I upgraded concrete like halfway. You know, um, in order to actually be able to survive. Really interesting. Yeah, I had to like the extended dodge so that I could dodge all of her attacks because they had like an AOE burst on them mm -hmm. and it would hit me and then I would die. Yeah, I did find it interesting that they gave you new powers at the final boss battle. Um, yeah, uh, as like in terms of design, I would say that is very poor. Yeah. It would have been probably better suited if you had gotten those powers right before like when you were ascending the tower and that mm -hmm. would be like your little tutorial with the with the powers, but uh yeah, I I, I see your point there. Um, I realized I kind of said something contradictory in that, like, I complained at Persona 4 because the boss battles were all about the grind, um, and I wish there were more strategies there. So I guess it kind of really comes down to what kind of game you're playing, because, yeah. like, yeah, I, I just feel like in a lot of action games, uh, the boss battles are very, uh, they're more about that wow factor, right? They're for the trailers, 
not for the gameplay, you know, um, to, to build hype almost. Um, whereas I just wish that, you know, they, they inspire a little bit of challenge and just it's this all-out clash between forces rather than, um, you know, hit three buttons and then shoot them and do that four mm. times. <laughs> and not your Zelda-style boss. Um, gosh, I haven't boss. played Zelda in a while. I'm thinking Zelda bosses are normally like, especially like once you get to Ocarina of Time, it's you you do something to make their weak point open up, and then you hit the weak point. Right. Um, that's a good point. If I recall with Zelda, though, like you have to use the items you got in that dungeon to to fight them. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm in my mind. I'm I'm more picturing like um like a Resident Evil boss. Um, where like you have to hit them specifically on this point, and then they'll they'll get stunned, and you have to go over and punch them or something like that. I I can't really remember <laughs> recall the uh, Legend of Zelda bosses too much, but yeah, I guess maybe each game is just a little bit different. But uh, I just love the idea of hacking and slashing people to death over time. Okay. Yeah. Like even with um. Like, uh, for example, for example, Breath of the Wild. Like, I feel like the the four Ganon, um, the Blight Ganons, or what we, whatever you would call them, like they had really strong moves, but just also a lot of health. Like, there wasn't a lot of like uh, do this to do that to them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That was more of a fight, um, which I really enjoyed. Some weapons might be better than others against them, uh, which is fine. But yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think was your what was your favorite part of the game? Or favorite thing about the game? Um I said it before, I'll say it again. I just I really appreciate that this game didn't have so much crap going on. <laughs> um it didn't I feel like it didn't waste my time in in regards to all the other stuff there was to do outside the main story. Um, it never got stale, it never got boring, um, and, uh, it was just fun, like, it it was constantly fun, um, the combat was very fluid, the movement's very fluid, so, I, I really appreciated the fact that it was, uh, never got stale, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can totally agree. What would, uh, what would your favorite thing be? Um, probably just, I don't know, the game just felt really nice and like you felt really powerful mm-hmm. and i liked how you especially once you got neon once you got video you felt mobile and you could like just soar through and um especially because i like stealth to a point so like being able to like jump away turn invisible and then just pummel them that kind of stuff was it was so much fun so and I, I'd agree with just like the, it didn't waste your time, and the little side activities were fun. It just, it all fit together really well. Mm-hmm. Um, this game had something a lot of launch titles have. They had a lot of um, control gimmicks, and I wanted to ask you about them. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, they would really bug me, like the anything with a touchpad. I find to be not very intuitive to game, to uh, a good game control. I don't know how you feel about that, but um, the the one I found to work the best was the spray can. 
uh, mini game where you like you had to flip your controller on your side, shake it up, and then shoot it like you were a spray can. I really enjoyed that actually. I was surprised at first. I'm like, this is stupid, and then I got really into flipping it and shaking it and spraying really fast. <laughs> so, yeah, I I I enjoyed uh, that aspect of it. But um, how did you feel about those types of controls that are not commonly used by AAA games? Yeah. Um, in this game, I liked them, especially once I figured out that I was holding the controller like the wrong way. And so like I was having a lot of trouble aiming when I was doing the spray can. Would you flip it upside down? <laughs> no, like I was holding it um, with like the light bar facing away from the TV. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> Or, like, to the side. Okay, okay. And then once I realized that it was trying to trying to do it with the light bar facing the TV, I had a lot better of a time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that um, the kind of gimmicky touch things, it, it kind of depends on the game. Usually, I'm not a huge fan of them. Like, I started playing the Uncharted game for the Vita, Oh, okay. And it is just, like, for the first half hour or so, it's just chock full of these. Rub on the screen. Like, use the back touchpad to, Ugh. like, jump and stuff like that. Ugh. And I was I was very not into that, and I stopped playing it. Well, because the back touchpad's awful. <laughs> it's terrible. It's hard to control. Yeah. I don't, but in this game... I don't mind it so much for, like, I guess, portable games consoles like like the vita or like the ds like the ds has some great um some great things like in in, um oh phantom hourglass like blowing into the microphone or or um using the touchpad is really um it's central to the game but it's not like cumbersome Mm -hmm. um where i felt like there were moments in this game where the touchpad is both central to what you're trying to do and also cumbersome for example, all of the um, the mobile command posts or whatever, having to mm-hmm. flick and hold. It's the holding aspect, you know, like flick and hold and then shoot a bunch. Um, that was probably the worst. Yeah, or, or when you're trying to scan your finger, it's just like, this is so stupid, like, why is this here? Mm-hmm. But um, anything with a touchpad, I found, uh, it felt to be just kind of a little... Um, I'm, frustrating and uh yeah but i mean it's a launch title right so they gotta again they're trying to push the this is what the console can do this is what the controllers can do so mm-hmm. yeah there's there's a talk like a the gdc do you know what gdc is the game developers conference yeah uh there's a talk that i have in my like youtube to watch about how they did the visual effects in the game oh okay so I'm looking forward to watching that at some point. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it's a very well-developed game. And, um, I mean, now that it's been out for almost four years, oh, wow. I would definitely say, uh, you know, pick it up. It's on pretty pretty cheap these days. I think it's like 20 bucks. Yeah. Uh, and, like, it's got a good amount of content to it. Like, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just a... It's it's a really solid game, game overall. Um yeah, I found it interesting. Like the game's called Second Son, um, and I'm not sure if I like it or not. But they never really 
at least I never discovered anything of why they delved, why they named it that. Like they never really. I guess Delson's the younger brother. Well, there's a couple ways to look at it, because um, that that that's what I've kind of been considering. Like, yeah, he's the second son of his family. Um, he's also the second like protagonist in the series, so maybe that's the nod. In the in the game or the world of the game, actually, there's also um, an organization called the First Sons, which were like kind of like a terrorist group in the first game. So I thought maybe that was a reference to that and there's going to be this second son organization there wasn't um unless you want to call the dup that but uh yeah they never really came out and said this is why it's called second son which i kind of felt a little confused by but other than it's a catchy title i guess <laughs> but yeah it um do you have any interest in picking up uh that standalone expansion they put out um Maybe at some point. Uh, I mean, I did like the Neon Tower, but mm. I don't know. I don't have a strong desire to get it right now. I think I've got enough. Going on. Maybe if, if I feel like more infamous at some point. Mm -hmm. But uh, no, not not on my radar right now. How about you? Um, I, I thought about it. It it was on cheap not long ago, like six, seven bucks or something like that. But uh, I don't really like the the neon powers all that much, so <laughs> I don't know if I'll I'll pick it up or not. But um, one other thing I didn't like in the game, right off the bat, you first meet Augustine, and I think they did a great job with Augustine as an antagonist because you instantly hate her. But yep. uh, she inexplicably incapacitates you. Not that 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 wasn't inexplicable. She incapacitates you, and inexplicably lets you go for no reason and there's not really any explanation about it um i hmm. i just felt that got to be kind of strange that is kind of weird i didn't even think of that mm -hmm. like i i was like what happened like as soon as you wake up it's just like what they just left without me like does she not know that <laughs> I, I just didn't get it but um i mean i guess i gotta move the narrative along somehow and they have to give you that push. So. Yeah. Hmm. That's odd, though. It is. It is, yeah. But, um. What can you do? I I also found, like, again, this is just nitpicky story things, that, um. The, uh. The whole concept that. Um. Oh, gosh. Uh, that the DUP are trying to fight um, conduits, but then they use conduit powers just makes no sense. Well, I, they do touch on like the kind of hypocritical nature of that a little bit. A little, and um, yeah, and I think it makes sense in the end for for like Augustine, but all of the, like the fact that almost all of them, like literally every DUP agent has conduit powers. <laughs> Yeah, you, you're pretty much always fighting conduits. Yeah, um, which makes for better gameplay, obviously. Um, but narratively, it's like, I, eh, maybe we could discuss that a little bit more. But what do you, uh, what do you think about Augustine's plan overall? I guess. Do you have an opinion on that? Hmm. Yeah. So, 
if I recall correctly, her plan was to like kind of create an area where all the conduits could be and could be like not free, but free from persecution, I suppose. Uh, um, but yeah, the problem is, is that if she really was trying to create that kind of utopian environment, it wouldn't be a prison. Exactly. Um, like, and they, she wouldn't do experiments on them. And there was very like kind of a two faced, you wanted to almost feel sorry for her, but then you remember that like she, well, she kills your brother and she like, does all these horrible things to the conduits that she says she's trying to protect. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and in a way I do, I do buy her story. Like I believe that's what she's trying to do, but um, I mean, it's just kind of like, I don't know, one of those things, right. Where it's like, you're saving them, but by saving them, the way you save them is by tormenting them in a way almost. Right. And I, I think she's got a point in the fact that like, that's the only way that conduits are going to live. Um, well, that's how she thinks the only way conduits are going to live is if she um, imprisons them, right, and tries to, and, and, and puts it under the guise of we're experimenting on them. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but I mean, it doesn't take more than two seconds for a rational person to be like, well, it doesn't always have to be that way type thing, um, mm-hmm. which is the, sort of the game you know, making a very cliche, you know, yeah, antagonist, like which, kind of thing. yeah, which I mean, I, people kind of use the cliche in a negative way. I probably did it earlier in the podcast, but I don't feel like cliches are all that bad sometimes. I think, you know, the standard story is, is a good story. That's why it's so often used. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so. I, I, I liked Augustine overall as a as a villain, so I really didn't yeah, like her. As That's... a villain, it was easy to... <laughs> One of those you love to hate type things. Mm-hmm. Mm. Have we rated like rated games at a 10 in the past? I feel like we shouldn't. That's fair. Personally, like I think that we, we give like a, hey, we enjoyed it, you should pick it up if it's... If it's on sale or it, like this is worth uh, worth picking up if you're into this kind of stuff, but I think that a like abstract numerical. I've been reading a lot of stuff on game scores and that. Mm, yeah, but, well, like an abstract numerical scale doesn't necessarily need to be there. For sure, and I think I mean reviews or game rev- game scores in general um, are a hot hotly debated topic. I think just because of the ambiguity of, of what constitutes what mm-hmm. but uh, but what if we gave it a rating between somewhere from a chie to a kanji <laughs> speaking of kanji oh did you know he's is the same voice actor <laughs> you know what i did know that but thank you for reminding me i was actually looking into his voice credits before the podcast but yeah no, that's troy baker who is uh yeah who's in everything <laughs> yeah but uh yeah, oh, kanji. It was, it was so funny because I could just keep hearing kanji because it's like a somewhat similar character. You know what? I never put that together while I was playing. And normally I'm pretty good with that. But I think, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, there there's definitely similarities, but uh, kanji. <laughs> yeah, no, anyways, um, 
From a kanji to a chie, or a chie to kanji. kanji. <laughs> the best part is <laughs> what's in between. Yeah, like where does Yukiko fall on that scale? Ooh. Where does like? Um... Well, we'll have to debate this and come up with an appropriate list. <laughs> Instead of one to ten, it's chie to kanji. <laughs> exactly. I gave it um... four to five kanjis. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was a fun action game that didn't overstay its welcome. It didn't feel like it was pandering or babysitting me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I and it was it was a lot of fun. I quite enjoyed it. And and visually, I think it holds up very, uh, very well. Um, oh yeah. Given it's that it's it's game. four years old now, but it's it's still visually very very impressive. Mm-hmm. How about you? What did what is your your rating is four out of five kanjis. <laughs> yeah, I I I'd probably give it um put it pretty high. It's technically, I didn't have you know there weren't any technical problems with it. Uh, nope. As I mentioned, graphically it's fine. The only really issues I have with it are on the narrative end. But even then, it's it's not like it was a terrible narrative. It just wasn't you know excellent. So I would definitely say um, definitely worth a play, worth a purchase too. Um, but I, I myself got it under PlayStation Plus, so I got it for free. Okay. But um, yeah, no, definitely worth a play. I'm I'm surprised they haven't put a sequel out since. Um, I know it sold much better than the first two Infamouses, at least in the early days of its launch. So I do kind of hope we see um, another another installment. Um, I mean, the Infamous series to me is probably one of the best series of making you actually feel like you've got superpowers but also that you're you're never really safe because of them um like there's this one moment in the first infamous where you're riding on top of this prison bus so you're trying to defend against just huge waves of enemies and it's super intense and it's it's really action-packed and i felt like this game replicated that several times over with like the mobile command centers um and I just I, I want to see that again. I want them. I'd like them to do it. Uh, do it again. Make another sequel. I I would probably pick it up. Um, and, and enjoy it because they're they're good games. Mm-hmm. As long as there's not so much crap. <laughs> Keep the crap level to to a minimum. You know, like uh, crap being the extra stuff. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Oh, but man, screw the blast shards on the drones. I hated them. <laughs> oh. That's when Neon and... Oh, because you could slow down time. I never even thought about that. Neon and especially Video. Because Video, you just you, you just rapid fire. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I, I constantly was like just firing and missing. And I'm just like, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're hard to hit sometimes. They're on little drones. But yeah. Hey, pretty good. I give it a pretty good. I, I'd, I'd give it about the same. Yeah. Okay, well, oh. thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll be back yes. in a period of time with another game review. Yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs>